Welcome to Uncommon Sense. Craig Kamanis and Dean Holmes host Uncommon Sense, where they discuss key business ideas on how to improve financial planning businesses. Thanks for listening and on to the next episode. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Uncommon Sense with Craig and Dean. Good afternoon, Craig. How are you today? Very well, Dean. Yourself, mate? Excellent, indeed. We've got no rain for the moment, so that's always makes our lives much easier. Today, we're jumping into a couple of questions, Craig, really about the challenges between a couple of different hats that we always wear in businesses. And so one of our favorite books that we always quote and talk through is the, is the E-Myth. My business partner, for if assuming he's watching, he told me to watch, read the E-Myth many, many years ago. I thought E stood for electronic, and so therefore... <laughs> I was like, I'm all over this. I don't need to worry about anything like that. And so E stands for entrepreneur. And so the E-Myth book was written about 25, 30 years ago now, but still is incredibly relevant in terms of what we talk about with business owners. And I think the challenge, Craig, when we look at, when we read the E-Myth, we, we understand the, the journey and the struggle, I suppose, of, of the entrepreneur, but that entrepreneur that is a specialist subject matter specialist first. So that's the practitioner or the financial advisor making that decision that they want to go out and be self-employed. The book has a variety of different examples about careers that go out and start their own businesses. But obviously today we're going to focus on the on the implications and issues from the financial advisor's perspective and just what the challenges are there. So to get us warmed up, Craig, in terms of getting started, like what are you seeing in terms of when you talk to when you talk to advisors and principals, they may be the same person or they may not be. What are a couple of the couple of things that you're talking to them about now about how to think about these different hats they're wearing? Yeah, thanks. Dan. It's it's a really interesting one, right? Because when I take that e-myth theme and break it down for an advice business, it it's true, right? You've got the advisor, the CEO, and the business owner. And they're really the three core roles that that I hate using the word normally, but that normally in an advice business, there's typically someone playing all three roles. Obviously, if you've got more scale and you're a bigger business and you know much more sort of on that corporatized, you might have different people playing those roles. But for you know the for most of the businesses in the market that we deal with, we tend to have one or two people playing advisor, CEO, and business owner. Yep. And we always kind of look at that, and, you know, from an advisor perspective, it's about being as technically competent as you want or need to be. And also, I guess, being great with clients. And then from a CEO's perspective, you know, you should be thinking about in a, with the CEO hat on, you know, looking at people, looking at process, looking at clients, looking at financials. And then from a business owner perspective, they're really looking at, you know, well, what's the net present value of future cash flow? Is the strategy right? And, and you know, am, am I managing my risks? And I think with the market that we've got right now, Dean, where there are more clients than advisors, and, you know, we, we, we did the modelling on that. And the modelling was saying that by 2025, there's going to be 3 million households that will want advice and be willing to pay for it at today's rates and only 2 million advisors to service. Well, and only enough advisors to service 2 million households. Yep. So there's that big gap and we're already seeing that come through now. The advisor role is inundated with clients, new clients, existing clients, and all of those type of things. And so you're seeing practices, um, just people firmly with their advisor hat on, 
seeing clients, seeing clients, seeing clients, growing their business because they are getting more new clients. But I still think that we absolutely need to stop and take a breath and go, don't forget to wear your CEO and your business owner hat. Mm, mm. So um, this is this is make hay, but we're meant to make hay while the sun shines, right? And so the advisor wants to service more clients. And so what? how are you coaching through, how are we coaching through the advisor when they're wearing all three hats? Yeah. And, you know, this might be a little bit controversial, but advisors will possibly make bad business decisions. Mm. And I've often said to practice principals, the conversation we're about to have, I need you to wear your CEO hat to think through the concepts we're going to talk through because the advisor won't like these concepts. The advisor will want to just keep seeing clients and, and, and the advisor won't want to think about all of the other stuff around you. So you've got to put your CEO hat on and go, even though I need to make hay while the sun shines, right, are my people actually okay? Mm. Have I stopped to think other people in this business who must be equally as busy as me because I'm seeing this many clients now, so that means their workload's gone up. Are they actually okay? Do I have enough? You know, where, where's that at? And and the evidence to that, Dean, is I did a support staff session within the Paradigm Group a while ago and we surveyed the practice principals and the support staff and we said, you know, rate how you're feeling as your support staff team and rate how you're feeling mm. as a support and the principals were sort of like, yep, it's all okay. And the support staff were kind of going, actually, it's it's all right, but it's not exactly mm. where I want it to be. So you do have to stop and think, what are the implications of this level of work that's now flooding in on my people? Yeah, and the, the work's not the work is not stopping. The work, I think, will always be there for for our industry. So that component's not changing. And if you just keep adding more and more clients to your business things will break at some point in time. And so even the businesses with the best systems and processes, there's a, on me, there's a limit to the number of clients that can come through that, that engine. And the, the CEO thinking that, that we need or the, the lead in the leadership team is, is to forget that we're advisors for a moment and think about those other aspects in terms of the, the business strategy. And so how do you how do you deal with that conflict? Because even the advisor that is the CEO, right, still wants to, still struggles to remove themselves from the advice process. And so, what's the what's the challenge and solutions there? Yeah, so it's about actually sitting down with them and and saying, let's figure out times throughout the year, whether that's quarterly, whether that's monthly, or whatever typically suits the business where we're going to sit down together and we're going to actually put CEO business owner hat on. And mm. we're going to only talk about CEO and business owner things. Because, of course, Dean, right, They we want them in advisor mode, right, because that's where the money, that, that's how they're generating income, mm. by seeing more, these, more and more of these clients that are coming through the door. But I want them to be in advisor mode relaxed, not in advisor mode going, oh, this is broken, I need to fix this. Are these people okay? Is this okay? Is that okay? So it's the solution is finding someone that you trust, whether that be a coach or someone in your licensee or someone who you know you work well with outside of that, but finding someone you trust that you're willing to let hold you accountable and, and having set times throughout the month, the year, the quarter to sit down together and go, right, we're only focusing on CEO business owner things. 
Let's try and create a, a system where we make major decisions and minor decisions for the business in a meeting. And then we can get on with everything else outside of that. Let's create a system where we review our people, we review process, we review the clients that we're actually seeing, like who is actually coming in the door? They're flooding in. Are they the right clients? Mm. Uh, and then we make sure our financials are on track to that. So I think that the big things there, Dennis, find someone you trust to work with that you're willing to let hold you accountable and put regular meetings in with that person so that you know when you're in that meeting, the advisor hat is way off and you're wearing your CEO and your business owner hat with them and you have a structure to actually follow to get the most out of that time together. Yeah, and I think, Craig, the challenge is like turning off the turning off the advisor hat first and foremost and probably this this idea of going into like solution mode straight away and so we have this we have this challenge and discussion in in our leadership meetings and and businesses that I work with about stopping uh stopping almost solving the problem before you've arrived at articulating the problem so often we and this happens at all sorts of different levels right you end up thinking about the problem and solving it yourself then when you get to having that discussion with your leadership team or someone that's holding you accountable, you actually are not discussing the problem. You're discussing your solution and why everyone should adopt your solution. And I've been guilty of this as well. And you carry yeah. in that kind of, you carry in that baggage into, into those, into those meetings. So absolutely. Like from what we think and talk about is that's going into the room without having client work. So that takes a lot of discipline as a business leader already to say I'm taking time out of the business. Now, everyone who starts their own business knows the saying about you got to work on your business, not in your business. And we all get that, but actually making it happen on a disciplined basis every single quarter, for example, has is difficult when you're when you're busy. And this is the whole thing that what things fall away when you're busy, it's actually the most important things. And this is a this is not only the business, your, you know, if you think about your personal health, most likely your personal health falls when you're busy because you you work instead of mm -hmm. going for a run, for example, and then your business health is impacted, but you don't see it straight away. Just like you don't see the first kilo or the slower running that you might do. You don't see the first issues within your business when you're running really quickly because you're just firefighting the issues that come up as opposed to understanding what those issues are and solving them in a structured way with with discipline. For me, I used to have a thousand ideas. It's the, I talk about, it's the curse of the entrepreneur that we have too many ideas. And we also then have the freedom ourselves to go and do whatever we want. And so those two things are really, really dangerous. And so for me, the structure allowed, the structure of just meeting my business partners quarterly meant that anything that I wanted to play with in the quarter, I put in a box, a virtual box, and sat it on the shelf. And we agreed that I would get it out at the end of the quarter and present it to my business partners or my you know, accountability partner or whoever it is, present it to them and say, this was my idea 12 weeks or less ago. And is it still appropriate? Do I still want to play with it? And if the answer was yes at that point in time, we would build resources and agree to do it as a project. And so that's another interesting thing about the discipline of, of each of those levels, Craig, CEO, yeah. business owner, and advisor, is to go, let's not try to fix everything all of the time. 
let's understand what our one-year goals and what our quarterly projects are and actually do the things in the quarterly meeting, plan and work out what the most important things are for the quarter. Yeah, and this I think, mate, to- sorry, you yeah, I, I agree with you, Like, but it's having a disciplined process that you've got around that to make those decisions, right? Like understanding what are my business's core capabilities and does that idea that I'm thinking of align to those core capabilities? And, and if it does, then that makes sense that that's a priority to go mm. and execute it. If it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It just means perhaps this isn't your priority at this time and it just needs to be parked in a list to think about later. Yeah, and that's the list. Like we park things on the list all the time. And the I had a meeting with, with Ross, one of the guys that I coached yesterday, and it was our quarterly planning meeting. And he brought all these ideas of things that he's just been thinking about that he love, would love to work on as a business owner. And when we reviewed what our one-year goal was, and we're yeah. in the last quarter now, right? So it's like work that we do this quarter will ensure that we've achieved our one-year goal. And so with, the, with that new lens, we parked all of his ideas, not forgot them, not deleted them by any means, but parked them on our, on our list because we we discovered that there's just a little bit more work to be done to achieve our one-year goals. And so if you if you were to rewind 12 months, you wanted to achieve your one-year goals. And this is where the advisor sometimes, or the you know, one person running those three roles, we sabotage ourselves because we got distracted. And so yes. we were doing so well. And then we saw this bright, shiny light, which I love those things as well. And they we ran and invested time into that instead of keeping discipline to what our one-year goal was. Yeah, and mate, I think too, you know, we were talking before about being busy and we've agreed time and time again through different Uncommon Sense episodes, Dean, that we don't we don't particularly like the word busy. But it doesn't it doesn't explain anything. No, um in terms nothing, of right? and whether you're overwhelmed, whether you're scared, whether you've got too much work on, whether you're not prioritizing, like and and clients don't really like to hear that their advisor's busy either because they're not going to send you referrals. Yeah. So it's it's a word that doesn't really give much confidence but yet everyone is everyone is busy yeah and what i'm not willing to accept is someone going i can't put my ceo business owner hat on because i'm too busy um Mm. like it might feel like that but if you're running a business like you just have to you have to stop and put that hat on and you have to think through what are the next plans that i'm doing is the business on track? Are my processes right? Do they need to be innovated? Are the people okay? I know I'm going on about that, but, but people are so important to mm. this too, right? And and so it's using that 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 moment to make sure that's okay. And I assure you, if you're feeling busy as an advisor, if you've got clarity as a CEO and a business owner, that busyness as an advisor is going to feel much better than if you don't have the clarity. Mm. Yep. And that's why I, I'm just such an advocate of, of stopping and having those moments with someone you trust to really think through, you know, CEO, business owner, how is the company running? Where are we at? You know, off the dance floor, onto the balcony, right? Looking down. It's <laughs> Yeah, ab- absolutely. And that's the idea of taking a step back and doing that. And I think the the, the next thing, Craig, in terms of the, the mindset and the industry at the moment is that I think we're in a position of, of calm at the moment that I can't see many of the rules changing the process is changing or anything like that for the next couple of years, couple of years in terms of just practicalities. And so 
although we've got a lot of different things to do with with a variety of acronyms in terms of the financial advice businesses, I don't think there's going to be much changing in the next couple of years, which means that I still there's work to be done, but it's a period of calm. And that's a great time to go, okay, we're growing. The legislation is calm. So let's also grow with purpose by understanding what our strategy is. Yeah, and I agree, mate. I said to a couple of advisors the other day, can you smell that? And they said, what? And I said, the fresh air, right? There's actually, for the first time in a long time, a lot of clear air. Yes, you're still implementing and, you know, putting in some of those regs that they've brought out. But I think it's now really time to recharge, right? And to actually go, I'm not going to put myself in that negative bucket and keep talking about how how bad that legislation was. Mm. Right, I've got my process. I've got my system. Yes, I'm continuing now to implement it, but it, but it's time to leave that that feeling behind and really go right with this clear air and with more clients than ever. What am I going to do? How am I going to run my business? You know, the optimism should be back, and you should really now be going right. What do I need to put in place? So now that I've got time to put my attention on the CEO and the business owner. Absolutely. And, you know, the a million clients divided by the 15,000 clients, if I delivered that number of clients to any business today, they probably couldn't handle it. And so if we, if we thought about that as the problem is that we actually have to work out potentially how each advisor can service 50 more clients per per advisor, not per business, that's a lot of new new business, new ongoing work that, that we've got the opportunity to solve for. And it's a great, it's a great exciting opportunity, Craig. That's why we're in the industry. And that's why we yes. were talking about the positivity of advice and the positivity for advice businesses to solve a lot of problems. And this is the first steps in being a profession. You know, the 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 professional concepts that we that we talk about and when we look at other professionals out there, they're charging the right fees for the right advice without and they don't complain that they've got to you know pay big pi insurance because they're they're obstetricians and they don't complain about the process in the front end consumer they're very important they're very professional and focused on the industry Definitely. and so we're trying we want to do the same for financial planning absolutely mate. and you know all these things we're talking about is only going to be beneficial for for your clients at the end of the day that, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, when I'm with my client, I'm giving them my all and, you know, they're getting great outcomes and they're achieving their goals as, as well. And, you know, people who are dealing with advisors want their businesses to be as sustainable as they are because they want these relationships to go right through the goals that they've set out to achieve with people. And Yeah, um, exactly. I yeah. used to always say you don't want your, you don't want your financial advisor retiring with you. And so... That was that was when I well, when I was a younger advisor talking to older clients, I was just putting the service in context as to when you need the service and when you don't need the service, and so that was always valuable. And that's that's another interesting thing which we'll say for another time, Craig, about how we how we can serve more clients and mm. how we bring younger advisors into the industry first and foremost. But I think that there's a challenge and opportunity for each advice business to serve more clients. But we need to completely rethink ways in which the business communicates to clients versus what has always happened in the past, I think, is advisors have spoken to clients. And so if we can flip that around and think about other professions where you don't get to see the professional 
until right at the right at the end of the process, for example, but yet you're paying professional fees for that journey, that's a different way of thinking about it. So whether it's the obstetrician that you only see at the end, for example, or when you have accounting, you have different tiers of, of work that gets done through the through the business and sen- senior accountants only come in at the end or partners. We want to look at those other industries over time and actually see what we can learn from the professionals that have been doing it before and building great businesses. Definitely, mate. So I think if we summarise, you know, what we've covered off today, it's it's really focusing in on find the time to wear your CEO and business owner hat. Yep. Find the trusted person that, you know, you have to make a meeting with. So it's there and you have to go, whether that's in a board meeting structure or it's more of a mentoring structure, you know, those things don't necessarily matter, but it's having the time with a trusted person that that means you have to have that meeting and, you, mm. you know, you have to be put into that situation because the time you spend as a CEO and a business owner is going to set up your business for the future and allow you when you've got your advisor hat on to just focus on your clients and look after them. Well said, Craig. So with that, we're going to take that little bit and just continue to sell that, <laughs> sell that message. So we will, very, we will. very well, very well said. So thanks everyone for joining today, whether you've watched us live or on repeat on YouTube or LinkedIn. If you do either of those things, you can like it at the bottom. So we actually know that we've got some people watching through to the end. That would be, that would be excellent. If you've got any questions or things that you'd love us to discuss, uh, feel free to put that into the chat of the LinkedIn events as they as they come up, so we can chat. If you want to be interviewed on LinkedIn uh, on our Uncommon Sense, please let us know. We'd love to have three people on the on the screen and come on the journey as well. So if you're an advisor or someone that helps advisors, jump in and we'll we'll have a chat with you as well. But until then, we'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks very much. Thanks everyone.